everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and I am quietly talking to you from a gate at Chicago Airport. Yes, I'm doing the podcast from the airport to try to get the 12 questions done on a layover here. Um, this is a little bit unusual, but there was a postponement, as you know, of the Brickyard 400, and that pushed uh, the race to Monday. Now this is already 12 questions Tuesday. I'm traveling home, about to fly from Chicago to Portland, Oregon. I already flew up to uh, from Indy to Chicago as we speak. So I'm sitting here at a gate. I'm on the layover. I'm trying not to be too loud as people are kind of looking at me oddly with my recorder here. Interestingly enough, this is the second time I've done a podcast in O'Hare Airport because earlier this year, on the way back from the Martinsville race, I stopped on a layover, went outside the gate area, and uh, one of my patrons, Jason Ree, came to the airport, and we recorded uh, a podcast about the race. So um, I guess this is becoming the second home of podcasts. But anyway, uh, today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast, and it's with Indy 500 winner Will Power. Now, I recorded this thinking that Will might still have a shot at the championship and unfortunately, he had a bad Portland race, so he's pretty much out of it at this point. Um, although he was sort of long shot to begin with, but at least had uh, a chance earlier. But he did win the Indy 500, so it's still uh, relevant. I had never done it 12 questions with him before and thought it might be fun. He was up for it, so let's take a listen to how Will Power answered the 12 questions. All right, everybody, I'm here with Will Power. And, uh, Will, the first question I have for you is how often do you have dreams about racing? Um, that's a good question. I think I think I do ha- definitely have dreams about racing. I'm trying to think of the last one I had. I mean, just people within the team and, yeah. Yeah. I, I have had dreams about <laughs> about good winning races and this sort of thing uh winning the championship i think that was my last dream actually oh that's a good dream yeah there was a i did have that um if you get into someone during a race whether you mean to or not i guess an indycar you never mean to because that would be pretty dumb yeah uh do you does it matter if you apologize to them after the race does it matter Mm -hmm. to them yeah like does Uh, it make a difference yeah i'm sure yeah it does I think it does. I mean, you know, it's it's good when you hear from someone if they took you out. They don't say anything. It's kind of, uh, yeah, kind of rude, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's it is better to. It's definitely if you take someone out, uh, um, you know, and it's your mistake, you should uh, talk about it and apologize. There is no intentional wrecking in IndyCar. Am I correct in that? Or does that ever happen? There's no what? Is there no intentional wrecking in IndyCar ever? Like nobody ever no. like crashed somebody on purpose? There, there isn't that. I mean, there's, you know, guys at the end of the year, when you're in a situation, you take more of a risk mm-hmm. uh, trying to get points and such and you, when you have to beat someone. But, uh, yeah, we just you just can't intentionally wreck someone in this series. It's too dangerous. Yeah. What is the biggest compliment someone could give you? Um, you know, I think the biggest compliment is, um, uh, that's, that's, hmm, that you're a clean, good, fast racer, 
Yeah, that makes sense. And a good guy off the track. Okay. Yeah. So IndyCar comes to you and they're like, Will, we are bringing this big celebrity to the racetrack and we'd love for you to like sort of host them or take them around a little bit before the race. Yeah. Who is a a celebrity you'd be really excited about hosting? Well, there's definitely some guys that are pretty big up there. Dave Grohl. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. You're a Foo Fighters fan, huh? Yeah. To have him and... (laughs) Um, yeah, put him in a corporate. I don't know whether you put him in the Penske corporate box. A lot of, you know, I think <laughs> he needs to be in like a snake pit type <laughs> yeah. scenario. Um, but yeah, that that would be a, a celebrity I'd love to host. He'd probably really dig a two seater ride too. I bet. Yeah, I think so. I could see him like yeah, you know, like super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um. So in an effort to show this is a health-conscious sport, IndyCar decides to offer the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for one month. Would you do it? Yes, I would. Okay. What, for a pit spot, number yeah. one? Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Have you ever tried going vegan before? Uh, no, I haven't. But you're, you're a healthy eater, I understand. I, I am, yes. Yeah. But I do eat a lot of uh, uh, protein, meat. Okay. Yeah. But you do it for the pit stall. Okay. I would do it just because of would like to try it anyway yeah <laughs> um and if you get a pit out well yeah it's worth it okay okay so now it's time for the random race challenge i picked a random race from your career on racing reference and you have to tell me where you finished in this race okay so this is the 2014 race at barber do you happen to remember this race at all hmm Yeah. Oh, was that? Did I win that one? No, no, I didn't want to make it too easy with a with a win. Yeah, there, yeah. So. Nah. Um, let's say fourth place, and I was saving a lot of fuel. Uh, you were fifth. I don't know if what the situation was with you saving fuel, but you you had led fifteen laps. Ultimately, yeah. Ryan Hunter Ray won. Uh, you were pretty close. I think you must have gotten the right race. Yeah, I think yeah. that might have been that race where I had to save yeah. a lot of fuel. Are you good at remembering races in general? Uh, not anymore. Like, it's just so many. Yeah, yeah. Like, in the early in your career, you could remember every single race you've done. Now, it's so hard to recall. I couldn't even remember all my wins. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Man, I should have done a win then, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're into rap music, but who is the best rapper alive? Uh, live? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's got to be... I'm into 90s rap, so, you know, that's Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tupac's obviously gone. Biggie's gone. Mm, definitely not Jay-Z. Oh, not a Jay-Z guy, huh? No, nah, not a big Jay-Z guy. He's not hmm. bad, but, man, I listen to N.W.A. and... Public enemy number one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know who it is. I would say Snoop Dogg. That's kind of the guy that comes to mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's the only one I can think of. I mean, there's so many good 90s rappers, man. Uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Um, Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, okay. I can tell you're a rap fan. That's, that's good. Um, who has the most punchable face in IndyCar? Uh, most punchable face. That's an interesting one. 
Uh, who would I like most to punch in the head in IndyCar? I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's... Oh, let's go through the field. <laughs> I don't know whether anyone has a punchable face. I mean, that would be very, very mean to punch someone in the face. It would be. It happens, but I've been punched in the face and I've punched people in the face in my life, but it's just not a good thing. <laughs> Let's just pick a random person. No, there's no one there I would like to punch in the face. Maybe if you talk to me after this weekend. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll get you right after the race. So um, IndyCar enlists three famous Americans to be involved with your race team for just one race. Big, par- big uh, publicity push they're doing. They're going to bring Taylor Swift, LeBron James, and Tom Hanks to the racetrack. One is going to be your spotter, one is going to be your motorhome driver, and one is going to be your chief strategist. Um, okay. Which would you assign to which role between Taylor, LeBron, and Tom Hanks? Well, I'd have uh, Tom Hanks on strategy. Mm-hmm. He's probably a pretty, pretty cluey guy in that respect, having to, you know, learn lines. So he could probably memorize pretty well, um, you know, what strategy has to do. LeBron would be very good at spotting. I mean, he's always looking, have to um, understand what's going on on the court. And Taylor Swift is always on a bus traveling. Oh, that's true. So. You should have some sort of idea of how a motorhome is run. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Very good point. You know, it's funny. Nobody's brought that up all year as their reason for Taylor. Yeah. So you finally, I mean, it's almost the season's almost over, and you've finally come up with a good reason there. So that's, yeah. I'm impressed there. That's yeah. good. What is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom? Actually, I usually scope it out uh, beforehand to understand. So the best ones are when it's a porta potty right on pit lane there um it's not very uh you have to go very far and uh yeah it, it, indianapolis is the worst like indie road course because there's nothing out there and you have to go searching into a room and oh, okay. try to find one <laughs> but yeah all right um as you know carl edwards used to do the big backflip after he'd win in um nascar indycar decides they want their own backflipper how much would they have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win? What, and they have an unlimited budget? <laughs> yeah, in this in this case, yes. They well, want it that bad. Yeah, well, you take big money. I mean, as much as you could go, a million uh-huh. bucks. Like, you'd make money off it if they said anything to do a backflip, then you'd learn to do the backflip, and yeah. Okay. A million's even, or, you could have gone or higher. You don't, or you don't learn at all. What is it? Do you, can you say they say look we're going to give you a million bucks if you backflip and can you then you can go off and learn or you have to turn up without learning and they'll say bang uh you could learn yeah okay well yeah you'd biggest yeah. highest amount, amount of money you can get okay it's business <laughs> backflipping a serious business okay so each week on the interview i ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview so the last one i did was with daniel suarez and nascar yeah and his question for you is um how much do you enjoy road course racing versus oval racing? And would you like to try one of those in NASCAR someday? I would love to try an oval in NASCAR. That would be really cool. And a road course, actually. Um, for me, uh, oval racing I really enjoy. Uh, definitely a lot more than I did early in my career. It's almost to the point where I'd much rather just do ovals each week. But, wow. uh, but you know you gotta have both an IndyCar and I kind of enjoy they're just such different disciplines 
to an oval, uh, you know, for us. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, really enjoy ovals, though. Really, really enjoy putting, you know, understanding how to get the car working and, you know, where to run and, you know, running in traffic. I mean, it's just a lot of fun. Okay. So the next interview I'm doing is with uh, Rico Abreu, the World of Outlaws driver. I don't know if you're into sprint cars or dirt stuff yeah, much, but yeah. do you have a question I might be able to ask Rico? Um, yeah, I think uh, I would ask him, would he like to try an IndyCar uh, out on yeah. an oval or a road course? That's a good question, actually. And uh, is that the only, just one question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question because I mean he's he did the NASCAR thing. Yeah, he's does open wheel sprint cars. So yeah. I mean, yeah, IndyCar would be. Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting to see what he thought. Like maybe a short oval or even a super speedway. Yeah, for sure. Well, Will, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. I appreciate you playing along. Yeah, thank you. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Will Power, uh, so chill and laid back and calm. Um, I guess it's fitting that I'm doing this in sort of like the quiet voice because uh, <laughs> Will Power was also that way during the interview. Just like he was chilling in the Penske hauler. I mean, it was like just so laid back about his answers. I think he had the uh, the trademark Will Power personality uh, on display there. So that was kind of fun to uh, see him, his eyes sort of bug out as he was trying to think of answers for the questions. So coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast, it will be another IndyCar-themed podcast because, as I referenced earlier, their championship race is coming up this weekend at Sonoma. So you have IndyCar president of competition, Jay Fry, who will be on the podcast. For a How I Got Here interview, tell his story. He has a lot of NASCAR roots, so it uh, really sort of focuses on the NASCAR, uh, his story and experience there. So we'll talk to him about that. And then after that, it will be a post-race podcast next Sunday night from Las Vegas Motor Speedway. We'll be speaking with a media member after the first playoff race. Remember, that's the playoff opener now for NASCAR. So first playoff race, and we will see what happens there. And we'll have a podcast from there. If you missed the indie post-race podcast, I hope you may get a kick out of it. I tried walking up to drivers randomly on pit road after the race when they were waiting to take their group photo for the playoff field this year. So I uh, got to talk to some of them, and they played along for the most part. Um, so if you want some Brickyard breakdown, since um, that was just yesterday as the time I'm recording this, uh, you may want to go back and listen to that. Hopefully uh, you will find it entertaining. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with my inside voice here in the airport. And I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.